Rabbi was explaining the difference between between rotsen and hachlota. The rotsen is something which is rotsen is something which is um, more vague. The rotsen a person wants and a person has a desire. The person is filled with all kinds of nice ritzinus. The fact that somebody has the fact that somebody has a good ritzinus doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that his life is changed by that. However. What's necessary is that the person makes a hachlata. And that's what we're learning. To make a decision. And the decision is one that stands and that works for the person even when his rotsen is not there. Even when the rotsen is weak or the chlal is no rotsen. Even when there's a rotsen which is connected. Where there's a, a rotsen against his original his original hachlata. But hachlata is hachlata. And the person lives with that decision, with that hachlata, knowing that the hachlata was was the right thing for him. It was made at a time when he saw things clearly, and the person knows with that hachlata. So on Kufnun Gimel, the paragraph beginning, basis So Rotson is when a person, Eved Hashem. Feels that his iris. He feels uh, he feels that he a desire. He feels his iris to do the right thing. But when the moment of inspiration passes, as often happens, pretty much always happens, when the inspiration passes, so the the rotsen is gone, and once the rotsen is gone, so the person is back to where he started. So the Rebbe says, whereas the rotsen is only something which is lashaita, which is temporary, which is for the moment, at the time of his iris, hahachlata. Tuna shimush tadir. The hachlata is something that decision that you've made to do something, to live a certain way, to act upon the original rotsen. The hachlata is something which needs constant and is put to constant use. Even when the time comes when his iris, when his awakening, when that excitement has been silenced and is still gamdaito. it could be that a person doesn't even have an understanding at this point because we know that the whole, we spoke about this a few weeks ago that the whole Indian Chazal say means, means that the person loses at the time when a person has an opposite rotsen, when he has chas v'shalom to do the wrong thing, so then he loses his das. Chazal say, He loses his das, he loses his seichel. He doesn't have that understanding that he had at the time when things were, were going well. So what's going, to, what's going to keep him during the time when he has this loss of das? Only a hachlata. Kikach darko shel ha'ish. The way of a person is like this, that a person has this thought which awakens, which is the will. And also there's a rotsen that's there, and the rotsen will influence the person to do what? To think a certain way. Kefisha writes the way that he wants. The person's rotsen, the person's rotsen will, will affect his machshava, his thoughts. However, when both are not functioning, not his rotsen, not what he, not his will, and not his machshava, not his understanding, his thoughts. He will not behave in a way, nor will he act in a way that when his rotsen, when his machshava was strong. He was prepared to do something with mysterious nefesh, mamish with mysterious nefesh, when the rotsen and the machshava were intact. But now that he no longer has that feeling, that rotsen, and he's no longer in that place, in that way of thinking. So what happens now? What's going to be now? What's going to be now? So where something, something was something before when he had the rotsen, he had the machshava. It was such it was such an important part of his life. And now and now Bakhlal 
he doesn't act upon it at all. We know this happens all the time. Maybe there are even things that are not so significant when it comes to when it comes to work, when it comes to school, when it comes to relationships, and when it, and certainly when it comes to ruchnistic things. So you wouldn't recognize the person from one day to the next. You wouldn't recognize the person. And I was talking to the to the Chabur about this last night, and the per, and then you'll have some somebody say, you know, what happened to you? So I'm having a yerida. I'm having a yerida. It's yerida time. It's nefila time. It's yerida time. This is this almost became you know it used to be when someone said it, they sound like they were tzibrachin. And you see, like a person, when I cut the cuts, it's like a different person that you saw a day or two before, completely different in davening and learning and, and, and even how the person looks. Is everything okay? No, it's fine. I'm just having a ureter. I'm fine. Everything's, everything's great. Just having a ureter. What does that mean, Michal? That, the, that what's, what's missing is a hachlata. A hachlata. When a person's Yiddishkeit, when a person's Yiddishkeit is completely at the mercy of his rotsen and his machshava, so when the rotsen and the machshava are at a low ebb and things are not going well, or there is even the slightest change in the rotsen, so then then he reverts back to the way he was before, or could even be worse. Ahachlata means that this is the way I have to live. This is what I have to do. This is a decision that I've made. This is the right thing to do, and this is what I'm going to do. It's a hachlata. And that hachlata doesn't depend upon Elias and Yeridas. So you see, you see somebody going to, somebody shows up, somebody comes to Davin, you know, for a month, he's Davening, then he disappears. This happens in Yeshiva, this Kaseva, even, you know, with adults, it's less common with adults. There's part of being mature is, is knowing how to make hachlata. It's part of being mature. But you see in Yeshiva, you see with with Bachram, yeah, Bachel, a Bachel will come to Minyan, he'll come to Seder on time, and he's learning, and he's davening. Then they say he disappears, gone. It's like, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not no longer, you know, in the world. You know, you can get the Mashgiach, and get the FBI, and the CIA, until you track the guy down. You know, and he just shakes his head. What happened to you? He doesn't see you anymore. How come you don't come to Minyan? How come you don't come to Seder? Just shake the head, and... It's not gone. It's not gone. And you know, there's like a, a million hour story that he has to tell about what happened and about, you know, he met somebody from the past or he had some akshava from the past or he heard an old song or he, he read an article or, you know, whatever it was, his next donor, he met his next donor neighbor's pet and it reminded him about when he was a kid and now he's no longer you know how how he does. He's not even sure that's the way he wants to be because he he remembered when he was a kid. And he, and he, you know, all of the, he has. You know, for sure he's got lots to talk about. But in the meantime is you know, so come to Minyan. You know, come to Minyan. You come to learn. You have an achrayis, especially with younger people. So achrayis is not is not a major is not a major part of life. Achrayis. So the simon of a mature person and of a yereshamayim is. Not so much with sinus. You have people that have, they close their eyes, and, uh, and they're great. Like you have professional kumzitzes, you know. A kumzitz is only, you know, kumzitz is uh, once every couple of months. There's a kumzitz. You have people that when it comes to kumzitz, and they're gewaldic. And when it comes to a, to a, you know, to a, to a neila, terrific. And, uh, and they're wonderful, wonderful people. But when when it comes day to day, that this is this is the way that this is the way that I have to be. So you don't see that. There's a, there's a person I have tremendous admiration for. There's a certain individual that he wasn't raised, that I know, that he wasn't raised with Yiddishkeit at all. And, uh, and, and his wife, was, his wife was, was already was learning for a while and was very interested and was coming to shul and so on and so forth, was involved in shiram. But the, the husband... The husband uh, didn't 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 uh, participate in that, and when and when he was asked, the answer was, "I'm not ready. It's not the time." Okay. So one day he shows up to Shachris, whatever, like six you know six fifteen in the morning, and and he says, "I'm ready." But that was like six seven years ago, and he hasn't missed once. He hasn't missed once. Not a shach, not a michel, whatever it is, you know, if it's not here, it's someplace else, but he hasn't, he hasn't, it comes to going to a shir, it's a hachlata. 
it's a, uh, it's something which, it's something which changes a person's life, and it, and it's not at the mercy of how he feels this day or he feels another day. So that's what the Rebbe is saying, that um, that it could be that yesterday, you know, that same bracha that now, now you have to like, you know, you, you need, you, you need to excavate in his room to pull him out of, you know, out of out of bed or pull him out of his, you know, off from underneath his pile of laundry. He can't go to a minion, he doesn't go to shear. It could be that that guy yesterday was standing up giving a whole speech, a whole drosha, how people are not coming to, to, to the Seder on time and not learning properly. The same guy. That he was most enough the day before, you can't find him in Bismedrish now. Because he's missing Achlata. And he'll tell you, and when you talk to him, he'll say, you know, I, you know, I know how I want to, I know this is how I should be, this is the what, this is the way I, I know I want to be that way, and it's the right thing, and so on and so forth, and all the drushes. But the Maisi, he's not coming to, he's not, he's not in the best measures. Fahaya in But if a person comes to that point of Achlata, and he says to himself, this is my decision. This is my hachlata. I made this hachlata. And this is what I have to do. I made this hachlata, and this is what I have to do. Then he will do it. Not how do I feel. Everything, I'm not going to go into this because, you know, it's such an... It's such an obvious thing, you know. This is what's this is what's this is such a destructive thing these days. You know, how do I feel? How do I feel? How does this mitzvah make me feel? This mitzvah make me feel makes me feel good, so I'll do this mitzvah. This affair makes me feel bad, so I won't do this affair. You know, the davening. No, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. So therefore, if I'm not into it, so what, what does it do for me? All the mitzvahs is what do the mitzvahs do for you? What does your learning do for you? What is your what is your davening? What does it do for you? How does it make you feel? There's no Kabbalah's all, Kabbalah's all. That's what the Rebbe's talking about, Kabbalah's all. Kabbalah's all means a person makes a hachlata. This is why I am, this is what I have to do. How, how would a person, can you imagine if a person, if it comes to his job, so he comes to work two days a week, doesn't come, three, four days, he doesn't show up. So the, so the, so the boss asks him, you know, what's going on? He says, oh, I'm having a ureter. Can you imagine if he said that at work, I'm having a ureter? You can get away with that in Bismarck. You can't get away with that anywhere else in the world. I'm having a ureta. You, you, you bet you're having a ureta, like 50% of your salary, you read it. But in the Bismarck, everybody could say, yeah, put on a t-shirt, you read the time. Somebody comes over, is everything all right? You read it, don't, don't ask me any questions. I'm going through, you read it. I don't have a Rodson. I don't know what happened to me. And he starts to psychoanalyze himself and sits around and schmoozes with the guys like for 10 hours and... And the guys all come to like, you know, pull him out and see what we could do for him. This is all babies. This is all baby stuff. This mamish babies. Achlata means this is what I have, this is my achrayis. Again, in the same way that achlata doesn't, that, that, that all these uh, terutsum don't work when it comes to, when it comes to a person being employed someplace, anything else, any other responsibility in life. Imagine that, that, that. Imagine that there's a married couple with a little baby, and the wife, the wife had to go somewhere for a day or two, and the baby's, the baby's lying there, in, 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 in filth. And, and if the baby could talk to the baby, and say, "Daddy, what's going on?" So, I don't have a cheshik today to change you. <laughs> no cheshik. I have no cheshik to take care of you or to feed you today. Person, but, but these svaras work when it comes to a vayis Hashem. A person can uses these svaras to say that. What do you mean you have a cheshik? You don't have a cheshik. It's Kabbalah Sol. And Kabbalah Sol means there's a hachlata, a hachlata toivah to live the right way and to do the right thing. You don't have to, and if you don't feel it, so you don't feel it. So what, if you don't feel it, you, if you don't feel that you want to, you want to feed your kid, you, you, you don't have a rutsun, therefore you're not going to take care of the child, that's your obligation, it's your responsibility. So that's what they're saying. This is my hachlata, this is what I have to do. Then he'll do what he has to do. Vimlo, Gamrit Sinai, and and if the person does not, if he's not a bal hachlotis, if he's not someone that makes a hachlota, so then Gamrit Sinai, Gamachshavtoli Then you know what? Then even if he, even his rots and his machshava are not going to cause him, are not going to be strong enough, are not going to be strong enough to to bring him to do the right thing. The rots and the machshava. 
The Ratzon Machshav at a time when a person is inspired, so there's a very strong Ratzon. And the, and the Ratzon then uh, affects the Machshav, and, and he has, then he feels very, very determined to do the right thing. But once that, once that, his errors, once that passes, so then, then the Ratzon and the Machshav become very, very weak. And someone whose entire Yiddishkeit is depending upon Ratzon and the Machshav, so the Yiddishkeit, the Yiddishkeit, um, rises and falls depending upon his moods. And therefore the Rebbe says, Hachlata is a Mida. It's a Mida. It's, it's a Mida that a person has to work on. This Koch to be somebody who is a Machlit, who is a Bal Hachlatis. A person has to work on this Mida to draw this slowly out from within himself, this Mida. Sha'af Akra Avar his iris Ritsaina that even after that his iris of Ratsan has passed. Afkish Aina Maven is Khaiva Vaidazuolov. Even though now he says now, I can't believe what I why am I doing this? Like why am I going to shul every day? Why am I doing that? Like why am I learning Torah? You know, why 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 do I uh, you know why is it you know why do I put on this? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? She says Ahachlata works even after the person doesn't understand himself anymore what happened. Why did that happen? He says, Kamesha, Haven basis, Sarusu, Hisiris with something like the way that he understood when there's a Hisiris of Ratzin. So the Hisiris of Ratzin, as we learned, affects the Machshava. And the person has then a Behiris, a clarity of why this is the right thing. Once the Ratzin, once this Iris passes, it could very well be that he no longer has that Behiris. It's no longer clear to him. He doesn't know. doesn't make sense to him anymore. And Afal Pikain, Yasana, nevertheless, he will continue to do what he has to do, Rakmi Shum Shikain Hichlit, because of his decision. Therefore, it's a very hard meter to acquire. This, you see, by tzaddikim, this is this by tzaddikim is, is something which is the most remarkable thing. The koch of a hachlata, the koch of a kabbalah that, that the tzaddikim have that takes the mamish through their entire lives. But this, he says, is kasha leknaisa. Then they she'ain seichel v'ratzn az she azuha. Because usually the way that we acquire, the way that we work on Midas is with a tag team match, a combination of Rotson, of Rotson and Seichel. I want to improve and I understand why it's urgent for me to make this, to make this improvement. That's usually how we do anything in our lives. The, the Hachlata, the has to work for you. It has to be a strong enough achlata that even when there's no rutsin and no seichel. There's no rutsin, there's no seichel. And, and we all work on rutsin and seichel. Everything is rutsin and seichel. There are certain things that we do instinctively or intuitively. You know, a person doesn't, a person does not eat because he says, I don't have, I don't have a rutsin. Or I don't understand, you know, photosynthesis or something. That doesn't prevent him from eating. And he does what he has to do. Or he takes care of, he takes care of his other bodily functions. For that, you don't need to have you don't need to have a rutsin. You don't need to have a seichel. Even a person who's even a person who's not not normal, he doesn't have any seichel. He doesn't have any rutsin. He, he takes care of himself in that way. But when it comes to other things, in, especially in ruchnias, without rutsin, without seichel, he's left alone. And all that will all that will work for him without his rutsin and seichel is a strong hachlata. Yeah. That's right. It makes it it's much harder. It's much harder. That's why it ultimately depends on on a very very strong amuna. It certainly does depend on amuna. Well, although it's. Although when the children are a little bit older, I'm not talking what I mentioned before is just taking care of a baby. But even, even sometimes like the marshal, you'll have uh, between a parent and a child. Talk about let's say a teenage child. So the the parent realizes that that the child needs. You know, there was let's say some sort of a crisis, and there was a big there was a big uh, you know fight. God forbid, and, and it, it really really wasn't good at all. So they sit down, they have a heart-to-heart talk, and the, the father poisons right out of the mother to the child, and they're going to work on this, and they're going to work on that. The kid's time is not going to work on anything. 
but the parent wants to work on this thing, and 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 they make you know the, the either either he or she says to the kid or decides that we're going to spend time at least once a month, twice a month. We're going to take a walk together. We're going to talk. We're going to work the sugya of our relationship out a little bit. At that time, the parent feels very tzibrach because they had this big fight and there was this door slamming going on and screaming, you know, and a whole carrying on. So at that time. The Rotson was very, very strong that I, that my child and I should have a better relationship. And the Seichel was very strong that, that if we continue like this, God forbid, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of problems in the family and in, and in the child's life. But then, you know, you, so you do that for a month or two or three, whatever, and, and then after that, the things look like they're okay, and the, you know, the, there haven't been any big fights lately, and the, uh, and the child seems to be, you know, getting along with you, and things are things are moving pretty smoothly. Then this is that it would be terrific if you continued with that minute, because it, it because it nourishes the child and it keeps the and, and it and it there's no question of what 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 that does for the child to have a little a little quiet uh, private time with a parent. It, it, it's a it's an unbelievable investment into a child. But since since at this point certainly the rotson is very very weak. Why is the rotson weak? Because there, because the, my kid, there's no crisis. A, B, I have a million things to take care of. A million things to take care of. Lomal or I don't even know how I'm going to take care of it. What's going to be with all these different things? And the cycle, and, and the person then rationalizes and says to himself, you know, I don't think my kids are at risk at this point. You know, we look like we're okay. Everything looks like it's okay. <coughs> and it's chaval because because then it just sort of fades away, and the child, even though the child might not articulate that within his own mind or in her, in her heart, but the child is chalishing for that and is aching for that and is going to talk about it to some therapist in 20 years, right? And and, and it's it, it depends on hachlata. If a parent makes a hachlata that no matter what, once a month, once a month, that's why what happens very often is that when something is a crisis, then the rotsen and seichel are very strong and the parent or whoever it is makes makes an unreasonable or irrational type of hachlata that he or she can't live with. And then and then later on it all falls apart. It takes a tremendous balsaichel to make a normal a normal healthy hachlata, the shasmaisa to make a, a good hachlata that he or she can live with. And to, but then you live with that hachlata. You live with that hachlata no matter what. I told you I told you more than once uh, an amazing, amazing thing that I heard from a, 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 an old father of mine who grew up in Cran Heights. I'm just reminding you this because because uh, you know the Maisa. He grew up in Cran Heights, and that's the Novemitsky Rebbe's again when he used to live there. The, this the Rebbe Yivolov and Chaim Lachaim, the Rebbe's father. The Rebbe's father was a was a Heiligayid. Unbelievable. Kulay Tyra, Kula Kedusha, Tfila. He was something unbelievable. The old Novemitsky. What a safe pair nachum, beautiful chesedish to safe pair nachum. <clears throat> so he was in Crown Heights, and my friend grew up in Crown Heights. He said that uh, you know boys will be boys, and they had this they had this custom a couple of the guys to torment to torment the rabbits and, and the rebbe. That the rebbe lived like on the third, like a brownstone, something like that, on the third floor, and the boys would go there, and they they were playing, and they would like they would ring the bell. And uh, the, you know the buzz up, and the Rebbe would always you know put on his coat and his hat, and and he would and he would come to the door and he'd say, uh, and the guy and the guys would, like giggle and you know run away. That was like a chassid thing to get the Rebbe you know to to get the Rebbe like to stop his learning and to come you know this old man to get him up from his chair and to come to the door. And to, so they said they would do like three, four times. You know when, when you're having fun, you don't know the shear. So uh, the Rebbe would scream at them through the window, "I'm going to get you! I'm going to get you!" But the Rebbe would come and he would look and he would. And he would nothing, and they used to do this, and he never got angry. So the uh, so my friend told me that that when he was older, he went to he asked he went to ask for uh, for mechila. He went to ask for mechila, and uh, and the rabbi says, I didn't have akpada, you know, to to begin with, and and you know he was wonderful. And, and my friend asked the Rebbe, I, I don't understand how the Rebbe never got angry. How is that? I, the Rebbe like never yelled or got, got upset with us. And he knew. Because the Rebbe was always misstupid. Maybe it was somebody to do. You know, it's the way that he thought. That maybe it is somebody. But how come, how come he said, Rebbe, how come he never got angry? 
So the Novnitzka said to him, this is my friend told me, the Novnitzka said, I want you to know that when I was, when I was a young man, I had a tremendous temper. I had a tremendous temper. And, and it once happened that it was, it was Shalashudas, and there were candles on the table, you know, they used to, like these, they had these 20 foot, these were like, like yachat candles, they used to keep the, so the candles on the table, and, and the, and my father, the Rebbe, was, was saying Tyra, and there were two chassidim, there were two chassidim that were schmoozing at the tish. I got so angry, I banged on the table, and I knocked over one of the candles, went out on Shabbos. I was Michal Shabbos. And since then, I decided I'm never going to get angry again for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life, I'm not going to get angry. So, so my, so my friend asked the Rebbe a good question, he asked the right question. He has to understand, he says, does that mean that the Rebbe doesn't get angry? Or that he's angry, he gets angry, but he, he controls himself. And he said, the Rebbe smiled, and, and, he, and he patted him, he put his hand on, the, on his face, and he said, he said, this you have to think more about, you have to work on. <laughs> you know, I'm not telling you this. He said, I don't say everything. You know, we, so we were talking about this mysis, so what do you think, what do you think? So there's a process that the Rebbe, that the Rebbe, his, his teva is that he has a, he, he said that he has a, a half, he has a half teva in his, but that's his teva. So, does it mean that, does it mean that, that there was still that old chamimus, that fire from when, from when he put out the fire? At that Shabbos? And that every single time, Mikarech is achlata, it's not to, it's not to show any anger and to be a, bal- a balabas over himself, to have that, to have that control, that self-control. Or does it mean, or does it mean that he doesn't, he no longer feels angry? So, which would be a, which would, which would be a greater way of learning pshat and tzaddik? The first way, and that's the way that even though we don't know, because he never told my friend, but the way that I thought and gave me chizik all the years and still does. Was that the Rebbe was still the Rebbe still had the netiyas and nefesh to pound on the table and to and, and to give him a shabbarich? He still had the netiyas and nefesh. What a madrig of a person that he made a hachlata. He made a hachlata seventy-five years before, but he made a hachlata, and that hachlata he lives with that hachlata. He lives with it till 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 he left the world. And you know when a person when a person feels angry, that's when Chazal say daitums delikas He loses he loses his das. He loses his das. I was talking to somebody yesterday that was very upset with himself because because he lost it with his kid. And he said he took the kid as a, as a little kid, I don't know, two years old, whatever, took the kid, and he flung the kid across the room, like a, on, on the bed, like from across the room, like in anger, threw the kid across the room. And then he, and now he can't live with himself. What, what kind of crazy person am I? What, what's the matter with me? You know, it's a hard thing. I said, you should never do that again. No, don't do that again. <laughs> You know, like, it's easy for me to say, you know, but, but, but a person has to make a chlata. But there's a gvul. You know, whatever it is, you get, you get upset. How a person, what a person does when he's upset, but, a, but there's a gvul, a person has to make a chlata. A yid has the ability to make a chlata. When the British Shalom said that you can't go past this point, Hagbil Asam, Asahar, we're talking about Maimon Hasinai, we're coming up to Rishchad season. When the British Shalom said you can't go, Vishlayaliyamach. That no one's allowed to go beyond this point. The Shlaisis may Hagbola. What does it mean? What does it mean? The days of Hagbola. The Shlaisis may The days of Hagbola mean that a yid has the courage to say Ad Kan V'Loyaisa. And in order to receive the Torah, a Jew has to know. A Jew has to make Achlota that he's only allowed to go to this point and never ever beyond this point. And that's the courage of Achlota, not to go beyond that point. Whether you have, you don't have a Ratz, you don't have a Seichel. So that has to do with that has to do with Shev Al Tas. That has to do with the Kumbasei. The Shev Al Tas when it comes Ani Chayma, not to do an Avera, and when it comes to when it comes to the Kumbasei to do what he's supposed to do, to whatever whatever is Achrayis, whatever is Achrayis. That's why the Indian let's say the Indian of Dafyomi, people that learn Dafyomi, Dafyomi, Dafyomi. It's very very hard if a person doesn't have a lot of time. It's very hard to remember anything. Unless somebody has a terrific, terrific memory, or they have one morning of the week where they could put in three, four hours good chazara, at least it's very hard. You know, you can go. You could a person could sit seven years, and he goes to a big party or a massive square garden. Everybody's patting him on the back. Hey, you finished the whole shas, and he's like, "Tell me something about shas." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'd like to hear what's it about. Oh, uh, <laughs> well. Uh, 
because it's uh, you have to make a bracha before you eat. You know, so I knew that too. I never, I never, I never did the dachiyomi. So what happens? You know, uh, it's very hard without chazara. Person, how do you remember all of that? It's day after day. It's she, you know, it's hard to remember dachiyomi. The people who are preparing the dachiyomi, they remember. But for the olam, it's very hard to, it's very hard to to remember. The the main accomplishment, although of course the Torah, it, it, the Torah is, is a sam chaim. It, it gives you life to hear it, and and you pick up certainly you pick up many ideas because they're repeated many times in shas different in yonim. Of course you pick up without even realizing you pick up. But in terms of who you are as a person, adaf yid is somebody that that has a mida of of hachlata that he doesn't go to bed without learning that lot gemara. It's a hachlata that took that took him seven years. He went through that he went through that hachlata for seven years. Yantiv Khalamai Matsitishabov, right? But he lived with a hachlata. He became a machlit. And that could help him in his relationships with the with a wife, with the kids, in in Bakhlal and his meters. He he sees that he's a he has he has certain kaiches and effish, and he never thought he could do something like that. That he's able to that he's able he's able to go for seven years. Where does the pride come? You see a guy to see him with the the pride that a person has. It's not so much that he knows, because he might not remember much, but but he he feels that he's a machlet. He's not just you know he's not he's not just this like a behemoth that uh, it feels like God does he does he's a he's a. He's, he has kaiches and, he, and he sees that he's able to make a achlata. I mean, if I'm able to make a achlata to get up every single morning or to go every single night and to learn a dafyomi, we're, we're even on a business trip to take a tape or to take along a gemara and to chaperain, a person a person realizes that you know maybe I can make other achlatas in my life. That how I talk to my wife, how I deal with my kids, that maybe I can make other achlatas. And, and the dafyomi is something which it's a guidance how it could it could lead to so many good things in a person's life. It can lead. I had a conversation with somebody years ago. There's a guy that was there was a guy that was a, an alcoholic. I mean, he didn't call himself an alcoholic because it was you know, but but you know, he, he was. He was an alcoholic, and he tried different things and he spoke and he was going to therapy. It wasn't working. And he explained to me how he he, he made a decision he's going to learn the Dafyami, and that some way, like in the middle of the cycle, he said, you know. If I could do this, why can't I? You know, like why can't I make other decisions? Why can't I take hold of my life? Like, I, I'm able to. I never thought I can get up in the morning. I never thought I could get up in the morning to go to a shir. I see I could do that. Mustama has more to me than, than than meets my own eye. And he, and he changed his life. He changed his life. He turned, he turned his life around. A person that goes to a person that goes to shul every, every morning goes to minyan every morning. It's about achlata. That's why. That's why. Um. I, I've mentioned many times that that I personally don't. I, I'm I'm always worried about these neighborhoods where you have minyan until eleven o'clock in the morning, you know. And, and I always see you know, these people say, oh, we have, you know, we are so fantastic. You can go any time, any time of the, of the morning. You get up, you can walk down the block, and you have a minyan going on. You just wait maybe a minute, not even thirty seconds. Ask the son, "Have you had a minyan?" We're like, "Oh man, no, 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 oh man." And we're like that. That's the, by me. I don't, I don't, I don't go for that. That's that's not a healthy thing for a person. It's a sign of a nice neighborhood, and it's beautiful, and that goes with the bakeries and the shtreimelach. It's all nice, but in terms of avayda, in terms of avayda, if a person knows that he has one minion or has two minyanim, whatever, he knows that there's that there's a six thirty to seven or whatever it might. But there's a but there's a kriyas. There's a and he has no chayis. Otherwise, a person doesn't have to have any. There's nothing. There's, there's nothing. He just gets up and he walks into shul, finds himself a minion, walks out. On the Shtiblach in Yushalayim, you see these even, they're going like this for 70 years, like this. Just walking around, and if they hear something broke, it's okay. Yeah. I'll dive them. They're just like walking around like the Tosh Tzvon with that dazed look. You ever see, like, just like, walking around Yushalayim? Even any Yiddish neighborhood, they show you like, like that look, like, if it happens, I'm, 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 I'm here. But it's going to happen to me. It has to happen to me. The minion happens to him. It doesn't, he's not. It happens to him, the minion. It's, it's not a healthy thing for the for all of one's midas. A person has to be a, a balachlotis, and that changes one's entire entire life. That's why the Rebbe says over here, at ah, the top of Kufnandal, he says, 
He's going to do what he has to do. Even if there's no seichel, there's no rotsen, because this was his decision. Because there's no seichel and rotsen to help him. An Oivet Hashem cannot be without this Koch of this Midah of Achlata. Slowly, slowly, he'll be able to bring this Midah of, of being a Bal Achlotis, he'll be able to bring it out in his life and to develop it. The same way that a person can't really start anything, it's very hard without having a Rasm. And certainly not to continue with a project without making Achlata. This comes back to what we were saying before about Amuna. Amuna, you see, the Rebbe, is, the Rebbe is not talking here, he's not talking about Amuna in Hashem. There, there are many, many, many wonderful Jews who have a Munad Hashem who believe in Hashem. But they're not Balei Avoida, they're not Avde Hashem. They're not Avdim. Even though they have a Munad Hashem. And the reason for that, the Rebbe says, is because a person doesn't have a Munad in himself. That's what I was talking about. That the Yomi Jew begins to believe in himself. He says, hey, I'm not such a weak person. I didn't think I was, I didn't think I could do that. I, I could do that. I didn't realize that. Same thing if you have a person, let's say the other way. You have a person that, God forbid, was addicted to something, whether it was alcohol or to chalut or to drugs, whatever it was. And, and he goes through a program and he works on himself and he's rehabilitated. And, and then that person could, will, go, will go the next day and, and start a tafiyami. He'll be able to go to Minyan. Because he says, yeah, if I was able to kick this habit, if I'm not smoking, if I'm not drinking, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, indulging in, in this habit, I'm able to overcome a habit. That's a king in a person's in a person's neshama. He's able to. He's, he, he says so, <clears throat> he wants. He says I could also go to Daven. I could. I can go to a Shia. So a person has to believe in himself. To believe in oneself, and to trust in the koach of his own avoda. To trust that he could do it, and that his avoda has. And that is avoid is tefillah that that it has that he has tremendous prayers. Already explains climber. 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 Chachta ladash ladash yaser hada masam tayvim bilvat. We've already learned that it's not enough for persons to just do the right things. Rakshagam hu baatzma yetayv. It's not enough that you remain the same person for your entire life. You're the same person you always were, but you, but you do you, you you do better things. Although well, that's that's certainly better than the, the alternative. But the tachlis is that a person should be good. of not just that you not just that you that you um, are able to react or respond in a proper way, but the tachlis is that a person that that what that mimidais of midas tayvus yase. To lift oneself up. That he makes himself into a Jew. That 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 his alias and his godless are not just are not just uh, temporary or even or even more regular ways of, of forcing himself to, to live, but he becomes such a person. To become a person like that. The way of a person is that when he's going through a difficult time and he's and he's the and he's at the mercy of all of his low midas. It's very hard for him to believe that he could ever change. It's very hard for him to believe that he could. I could have good midas. I could actually. You know, I, I I don't have to be this way. It's hard for him to believe that he could that he could really lift himself up. And this is the main reason why a person doesn't doesn't put in that effort because he doesn't believe that he could ever change. He doesn't believe that he could really be a different person. He doesn't believe it. So what'll happen? He will still try to do good things because he's a good guy. He wants to do the right thing, so he'll force himself to do masim taivim. But he doesn't strengthen himself. 
he doesn't strengthen himself, he's not mischazik to transform himself that he should be the etzim type. We already learned and it's been repeated a few times. You really don't know yourself. You don't, really know who you, you don't know who you really are. All you're looking at is the container. Most of us, our whole lives, we don't really know. We don't know who we, we don't realize. We don't know who we really are. We just look at, we're looking at this kank in a container. And what's, what's in the container, we don't even know. It's completely, be, it, it's something which we don't see at all. The Lama below Riyah, below Yidiyah, Testapek al Yechaltucha, Usa'abed Bezez, Kola Sidcha Hagadu. And why is it that without seeing and without knowing, you you doubt that you have the ability to really, really lift yourself up, and as a result of that, you destroy, you destroy the possibilities for a completely different future. Person, you don't even know. You don't know, you haven't tried. You don't even realize, you don't know. Have a right, sir. Therefore, the Rebbe says, be a right, sir. Be, a, be somebody that's, be a right, sir. Be somebody that wants. You see, we have something to live up to. It's not, not a person that doesn't have terror mitzvahs. So what are his objectives? What are his, what are his goals? They're very unclear. It's very unclear to a person, a secular person, a, a, a person that doesn't have terror mitzvahs. It's very unclear. What what exactly you know what exactly are his objectives? What are his goals? There was there was on the, on, uh, on the news. It wasn't news. It was a commercial on the radio. I think it was. It's hard to tell nowadays which was the news and what's the commercial. But there was like a, a girl. There was a little girl that. That she, I think she won a contest for writing an essay for something for, for school. There was some big contest for, and it was why I go to school, something like that. Yeah, and and um, I guess she wasn't from the type of a home where, if I don't, they'll, they'll be the living daylight out of me. So she had a different tariffs why she goes to school. So she so she wrote that, you know. So she this cute little girl was saying, you know, she was reading her her winning essay. Uh, and it went something like, uh, uh, it was a little girl, I, I, I go to school because, uh, uh, or I like going to school because if I go to school and, you know, I take it seriously, then I'll, I will be a smart and successful person. Okay. And, and that's good. And with fee, her, Kaylin, and her age and so on, that's, that's, um, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. When I was thinking about it afterwards, what happens if, you, if it would be a, a yeshiva bacher? It will never happen that yeshiva bacher will, will win that contest. But let's say, let's imagine that that there's a yeshiva bacher on the radio, and he's reading his, his his winning essay of why he goes to yeshiva. If he would say to be smarter and to be successful, it would mean that we failed. Yeah, it would mean that we failed because that's not that's not. That's not the tachlis of going to yeshiva. But if a, if, a, if a kid got onto CBS and said, so I should be an Evan Hashem, and uh, I should be a Balavayda, <clears throat> and, that, and that, I should, I, that I should be able to lift my midas up, and I should be a person that is a Israelimus and a Sairus, and I should be, and I should see the godless of Hashem, and, and I should acquire, I should acquire midas taivas, and I should be misdabic to what to the to, to all the spheres of Chesed what the Chesed man saying that he's winning, he's reading his essay on the radio. <laughs> what does it mean? That's why I once explained that that we have something that's called Pirkei Avos. In the Velt, you don't have such a thing. So now we say we 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 we, we learn Pirkei Avos this time. <laughs> it's such an interesting thing that it's called Pirkei Avos, chapters of the fathers, Pirkei Avos. So what's it called? Pick your others, fathers. Except it's a father. Because there's a chiluk between, there's a chiluk between a teacher and a father. Not really, not with a rebbe. A rebbe, because a rebbe and a father are supposed to be in the, in the veld, in the world. A teacher wants the kid to be successful and smart. A father wants the child to be good. 
wants the child to be be'etzim good. Not just to get uh, 90s, to get 100, not just to get the best job, but to be be'etzim <coughs> time. Therefore, we have, we have Pekiovis. Pekiovis is about how to be'etzim, that we should be good people, we should be, we should be good Jews. And, and what the Rebbe is saying over here is that, is that a person, a, a person who, who doesn't understand, who doesn't know, who doesn't think about all the kaiches that he has within himself. So then, what are his goals, Bechlal? What are his objectives? What are, we have, thank God, we have a Torah that tells us what's good. We have a, we have a Shulchanach that tells us this is good. We have tzaddikim that we're able to see, that we are able to see, to read about, and to know. This is good. When we read about the Chavetz Chaim, it's not because we just want, because it's fascinating, we want to see, wow, look look what a person can be like. It's because on our own meager little madregas, we would like somehow, somehow, to take from the Chavetz Chaim into ourselves. When you read a when you read Ma'isim from Chavetz Chaim, that's what it means. You want to take from the Chavetz Chaim something. I mean, we understand that we can't, it means it's something, Chavetz Chaim. But we want to draw from the Chavetz Chaim something into our lives. That's that's what that's what it means to, to be a yid. That's what it means to be a balafayda. So that's what the Rebbe says. Heavy rights. So of course, if we know what we know what we should want, we know. Just a lawyer, an accountant, whether you whether you, want, you whatever you, a person can have a, all of these things are, are are uncertainties, and uncertainties make a person's life always uncomfortable. But there's one thing that you I know every single day. Every single day you get up. You put on your thousand film. And every single day, Baruch Shemar and Asher Yishtabach. And every single day, Chatamincha. You try, you, you learn a little bit, come to Shabbos, Al Chadaydi, Zmir, Ashia. This is, do we realize what we have when an Aisher, a Jew, has? But a person, he says, have you right to have your machlet, have your mam in the kachi Yisraeli asher b'cha u'ba'avardascha. You have to believe in the kachi Yisraeli asher b'cha. In this kachi that you have within yourself that you're a Jew. And you have unbelievable kachis. And to believe in the kachis that you have. The tira in gam atal is tiskadish kachi of meyel esar. And you will see that you can become someone that, not only someone that does holy things, but you could become a holy person. And like a shining star. You could become a holy person. Gamin Ha'adam, Gamin Ha'adam, Ashemimena Lukach. From the earth, and also the same way that in the earth, and the same way with a person, the human being was taken, was created from the earth. It's impossible to draw out the inner Kaychas of the earth or of the Adam. Not of the Adam and not of the Adam. Lugalus is matmanayim to reveal the secret treasures that are hidden in the earth. And they're hidden in the person. Below Yigiyo, below Zayasapayim. Without hard work, without sweating, you're not going to bring out the curse. It's not a farmer, it's not going to work for the farmer if he just lets it sit. And it's not going to work, for, not for the, so it doesn't work with the Adama, and it doesn't work with the Adam. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't work hard, it's not going to, it's not going to be. You're not going to draw out. Here you have a piece of you have a piece of land that if you would get a hard-working farmer on that piece of land, he could cultivate that land and he and he could mamish provide for himself and for thousands of families. And you get another guy comes to that piece of property, nothing. It's the same thing with a person. The the, the farmer that works hard and 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 he believes that the earth has those kaiches. He believes in the earth. He believes in the earth. I mentioned this a few weeks ago that, that I remember as a kid I used to read this also. I had a report, one of my kids uh, had to write a report on, on the Indians. I had to read like a bunch of books on the Indians. <laughs> so they, you know, they, uh, but they believe, but they, be they believe that they had such a moon in the earth. I found it fascinating. So you have all these like high tech people coming and, and trying to figure out how they're going to eat. And the Indians were able to make it work. Without, without the machines and without all these different things, they're able to make the earth, the earth, the earth responded to them. You know why? Because they believed in the earth. In a, in a way of a desire, maybe. But they believed in the earth. That the earth has so much kayach in it. And the earth has a godless in it. 
and because they believed in it, they wouldn't give up. And they were mamsi, all kinds of hamsois to bring out the kaychas of the earth. And if you have a Rebbe that believes in a kid that way, that's why Rabbi Nachman, I've mentioned many times in the Kutam Iran, Rabbi Nachman says that Amuna, he says, he calls Amuna kayach ha-godl v'kayach ha-tsameach. Amuna is the kayach that causes things to grow. And it brings a raya. It says by Mordechai, Mordechai, as you know, raised Esther, right? So it says, Vayhi oimen es hadasa hi Esther. And he raised, the word omen means to raise, to nurture. He raised Hadase he Esther. He raised her. So Ibn Ahmed says he believed in her. Omen is the Lashon of Amuna. And how do you make, how do you, how do you have an Esther Malka? How do you have an Esther Malka? Only by he Omen, only if you believe that she's hidden inside the, inside the, the Hadasa is an Esther. Esther means hidden, right? So Mordechai believed that there's a hidden Sadeq is inside this Hadassah. When you believe in a kid, that's a Koyachat Gardel of a Koyachat Sameach to bring out all of the Koyachas of the kid. When you believe in yourself, when you have a moon in yourself, you can bring out all of the Koyachas. You never ever ever dreamt that you had those Koyachas inside of you. You never, you know that when someone, when you know that there's someone that believes in you, and there's a very there's a parent that believes in you. That believes in you. It changes, it turns around your whole life. That's what it is. So the Indians, the Indians believed in the Adama. They believed in the earth. And you believe, and therefore they're able to, you might see so many things in the earth that other people never even, never, never were able to see. Hula ha'ish, ashe yidme any person that imagines that he's going to be in, he's going to be in Ayyad Hashem without hard work and without forcing himself, without kfiyatsmas, without his gabras, without without forcing himself. which is a way of saying get lost. Rabbi says you might as well forget about ever going to the Machneshina. You're not ever going to be somebody that's attached to Hashem. If you if you think that you're going to end up by the Shechina without working hard and without overcoming obstacles or without forcing yourself, then you, you're not going to be. You're, not, you're never going to get to the Machne Shechina. You're not going to get into that place. And therefore, Gesh Hala, you might as well move on because you're not. You're not. You're never going to go in. You're going to remain a wicked person to the day of your death. Nechafayu, which means you could degrade such a person. Humiliate. Meaning, meaning to say, so you, you, you're kidding. If you think you're going to be an Eved Hashem without hard work and without forcing yourself to overcome and to to be misgaber, the Rebbe says, it's not. You're not going to. You're not going to. You're not going to change. And so, what motivates? What motivates the farmer to work hard? What motivates the farmer to be a hard-working person? To get to work. To get up in the morning, to roll up his sleeves, and to get out there. Five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, he's out there. What, what motivates him? Everybody, now we're, everybody needs motivation, right? That's the big thing. How to motivate. It's pretty simple. What's motivating him is that he does, if he doesn't go, he's going he's gonna to die from hunger. Him and his family. You'd be surprised what people will do not to die. That's a pretty. That's a pretty motivating thing. So it gets him up in the morning. It's an amazing thing. When it comes to davening, there's no minion that's late enough for him. Is there a ten o'clock minion in the neighborhood? You know, like this question. No. Oh, what's the latest minion in the neighborhood? If anybody asks, what's the latest minion in the neighborhood? <clears throat> is there is there some place where they don't daven in the neighborhood? A minion where you don't have to daven in the neighborhood? <laughs> no, it's like. No, ever. and then, but when it comes, a person God forbid is not going to have what to eat. He's up four o'clock in the morning. You do what you have to do, right? So the farmer, he said, he does. Well, that, but Rav Yigri, you know, he's going to starve if he doesn't get up. Can kolod mashrav adak says because she is galus mashrav v'stavku v'stavku sad v'dushal sad b'fail v'teret tfilu sharavayde rakmete sefasi she'efshe kam v'ladar. He says, you know why we're not getting up to daven? You know why it's so hard to get to a shir and it's so hard to do this mitzvah properly? Because we think that we're not. We think that we can live without it. We think that it's a, a luxury. 
That's the Rebbe says. That's the Tosafos. It's like it's extra. It's an extra thing. Whenever you have this Makshava that is extra, so you can stay in bed. You're not the, you're not, you, your life doesn't depend on it. You're not, <coughs> you're not going to starve if you don't get go to Minyan. You're not going to starve if you don't go to the Shia. It's a nice thing. People say, oh, it's nice. It's nice. It's a good thing. If you can go, that's great. You know, I really, people say, I really respect you. That's terrific. You know, I admire that, that you're able to go. To, but it's not, you know. Because... Yeah, it's this person, this person doesn't feel that he has to. I don't know if when he's talking about the, the, in the, in of course, of course, it's better they should go. That's not. But we're talking about what the Rebbe's talking about is becoming is becoming a big person. He's not talking about being satisfied. Of course, better you should go to late in the nominee at all. But what we're saying is that that, that you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to settle. A person, you know, when it comes to work, so would, you would say the same thing. Listen, it's better that the guy makes a hundred dollars a week than nothing. But if you know that he has the courage to make a thousand dollars a week, and he's a bright person and he can do it, so then you tell him, it's okay. It's a good thing you're, it's a good thing you're making a hundred dollars, because at least you can buy yourself uh, some pizza and, and the, you know, you're living. But, uh, you know, you can do better. You can do better. And you shouldn't be satisfied and you shouldn't stop. But the Rebbe says here is that the problem when it comes to Yiddishkeit is that very often a person just looks at it as being a Tosafis. A Tosafis. There's a lot you'll see. This, there's, there's a lot of that going around. That going to going to learn or going to a minion or even when it comes to like things like sneers. Basic halachas of A lot of people think that this is, oh, ooh, ah, really, it's great. Kolakavod. Kolakavod. But you're not going to starve if you don't do that. Meaning that, you know, it's, you know, it's like an extra thing. You get points. <laughs> but it's extra. So the Rebbe says, that's a problem. The farmer doesn't think like that. The farmer is able to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning because he knows that his life depends on this. And that's the beginning of being a Jew. To know that your life depends on it. <clears throat> and without it, you're going to starve. With that attitude, with that attitude that, that this is all additional stuff, this is like a luxury, this is terrific, this is super extra deluxe. You know, it's like your whole life you go to the guest thing and you got three choices to make. And you're always like, you know, regular. So you see, oh, you see a guy pulls up with a fancy car and he gets the, he gets the, you know, the super, you know, triple deluxe gas. So, so you think, well, that's, that's really closer, you know. And if I had a car like that, I would also get that kind of gas. But for my kind of car, I don't have to be, I don't have to spend an extra, you know, a thousand dollars a year. My kind of car could already be uh, mine's regular, and yet people with the whole Yiddish card is like that. So if I'd be him, I would talk. I would talk. Learn more and daven more. He became him because he learns more and daven more. So you, your whole life, you, you always pull up to the bar every morning. And you say regular. <laughs> That's if you pull up regular. <laughs> premium. You know, you have you have another guy pulls up for premium, unleaded, super. <laughs> super. But that's that, that's a, per, a person thinks that these are all like you know that it's like there's different damages that's not to go to a minion is it's not a life not to not to go to every day not to learn every day it's not it's not it's bechlal not being alive not to not to have a shabbos it's bechlal not being alive and that's what the Rebbe says that the only way that you can become you know Avodas Hashem like that farmer is if you get up in the morning knowing that this is it, and this, that, that's where the hachlata comes from. I must do this, because I, I will not provide not for myself, and not for my children. And it's so true, because the children are hungry, and they're not just hungry, like I spoke about by the by Anlag by, Baimer, when I was explaining a little bit, right, that Hashem's will help us be hungry, that we should realize that we're, that we're starving. And that the kids are starving. And if they don't see that their father goes to the Shia, they don't see the father sits down with the Sefer. If your children come to the Shabbos table and they see that, that, that the father is Vashluf and, they, you know, he's always here for sleep. And, and you have, you know, the, or the father says, you, have, you learned something in Yeshiva? The kid says, no. All right. So then the kids, the child has to see that the father is the father's hungry. He for sure sees that he's hungry. <laughs> you know, for, 
He's hungry for the for the for the food, but that he should be ledvar Hashem, <coughs> and that creates in the in the in the children a feeling that we that the same way that the same way that our father can't live without learning, he doesn't go stomp Friday night to sleep. He do, he doesn't live without learning. And you see, the father can't go without learning Friday night, even though they know the father's tired. He doesn't go without learning. And they say the father can't go Shabbos meal without simcha, without zmiras. So the child sees it. This is taka, something that one should be hungry for. He sees it, and he develops a taste for it. He develops a hunger for, for what he sees in his home. What his parents are hungry for is a cloud. Whatever the parents are hungry for, the kids will be hungry for. That's all. And if the parents are hungry, if the parents and father hungry is to go shopping, you know, to go Sunday to uh, IKEA, whatever that place is. A lot of people go there. I don't know. I've never had people always tell me about IKEA. So. I know it's someplace you buy furniture and you have to put it together. I don't know what the topless of that is, but anyway, <laughs> but but you know they see that the parents when it comes to when it comes to shopping, they are hungry. When it comes to when it comes to shopping, they're learning JavaScript. They're not hungry. They do, they do, but they're not hungry. The father's not hungry. So the kid's not hungry. The kid's not hungry. So that's the highest standard of our. Mr. Shmuel, continue next.